0: You're listening to The Odyssey Out Loud. I'm Anna Katerina. Episode 4 Ithacan Assembly When dawn appeared, rose-fingered child of the morning, Odysseus' dear son got up from bed. He put on his clothes slung a sharp sword over his shoulder, tied fine sandals to his sleek feet, and then he made his way from the room. A match for any god. First thing, he ordered the heralds, with their piercing voices, to summon the long-haired Achaeans to assembly. And they summoned them, and they gathered very quickly. Then once they assembled and were brought together, Telemachus made his way to the council, holding a bronze spear in his hand. He wasn't alone, two dogs followed him, their feet a blur, and Athena poured a supernatural kind of grace on him, so that as he came closer, everyone stared. He sat down in his father's chair and the elders gave way. Then the hero Aegyptius, who was bent with old age and had known tens of thousands of things, addressed them first. His dear son, Antiphus, the spearman, had gone to Ilion, known for its fine horses, with god-vying Odysseus in his hollow ships. He was killed by the savage cyclops in his deep cave, the last he made a meal of. Aegyptius still had three other sons. One, Eurynomus went around with the suitors, but the other two always looked after their father's fields. Nevertheless, grieving and mourning, he didn't forget Antiphus. "'Shedding tears for him, he spoke and addressed the assembly. "'Hear me now, Ithacans, listen to what I say. "'No assembly or council of ours has been called "'since godlike Odysseus left in his hollow ships. "'Who's gathered us like this now? "'A young man, an elder, to whom has so great a need come? "'Or has someone heard some news of an army on its way? "'Knowing all about it, could he give us a clear report?' Or has he got some other state business to talk about? Whoever he is, he seems to me to be a fine and helpful person. I hope Zeus does good things for him. And whatever his heart is bent on, I hope Zeus makes it happen. That's what he said. And Odysseus, dear son, rejoiced at the omen. He didn't stay seated long. He was determined to speak. He stood in the middle of the assembly, and the spirited herald Pezenor... An expert in giving counsel placed a scepter in his hand. Then he spoke, addressing the old man first. Sir, you're not far off, as you'll quickly hear for yourself. I'm the one who gathered these men. Pain comes to me more than most. I couldn't tell you anything about an army on its way. I didn't hear anything, and I have no prior information. And I'm not here to talk about any other state concerns. My business is my own. "'Bad things have happened to me and my house in two ways. First, my noble father was destroyed, "'who ruled among you here and was as kind as a father to you, "'and now a much worse thing will soon dash my house completely to pieces "'and entirely destroy my life. "'My mother, against her will, is harassed by suitors, "'dear sons of the best men here. "'They've shrunk from going to the house of her father, Icarios, "'so he could betroth his daughter and give her to whomever he wanted, "'whomever showed up and was pleasant.' but every day they come and go from our house, slaughtering our cattle and our rams and our fat goats, they throw huge parties, they drink bright wine, and why? Because they feel like it. All these things are being wasted. There's no man here like Odysseus was to keep our house from ruin. We're not in any way the kind of people to protect it ourselves, and really, we'd be pretty pathetic. We don't know a thing about mounting a defense." Honestly, if I had the power, I'd protect it myself. What's happened here is intolerable, and even worse, my house has been destroyed. You should be offended yourselves, and be ashamed in front of your other neighbors, your community, and you should cower before the gods' wrath, or else they'll somehow turn in anger at these wrongdoings. So, calling on both Olympian Zeus and Themis... "'who convenes and breaks up the assemblies of men, "'I beg you to stop them, friends. "'And leave me alone to wear away with dismal grief. "'Unless, somehow, you think my good father Odysseus "'intentionally did bad things to the well-armed Achaeans, "'so you want to exact vengeance by intentionally doing bad things to me "'and encouraging these men. "'It would be more to my advantage "'if you would just eat up my herds and treasures.' If you ate them, at some point soon there'd have to be compensation, because in the meantime, we'd hound you with our story all over town, demanding our possessions until we got them all back. But instead, you put me under impossible pressure. That's what he said. And there's something I should say here. There's something that's about to be important. It's about advantages and self-interest and how you get an edge. A word Telemachus just used is about to show up again in a different form, and I'd like to simplify it, anglicize it, get it nice and precise, but I can't. The words kerdos. Penelope's got a lot of it. When Telemachus uses it, it's adjectival. He's describing what's best for him, the advantage he wishes he had. When someone uses it about Penelope... They're talking about how she gets that advantage. They're talking about a certain kind of ingenuity, the kind of cunning it takes to always be one step ahead. Telemachus isn't one step ahead. Telemachus has been one step behind for a while now, and he's so angry he's in tears, as he throws the scepter to the ground. Pity seized everyone. Then they all were silent, and no one dared give Telemachus a harsh answer. But Antinous alone spoke to him and replied, Telemachus, what a loudmouth you are. You've got no restraint. The hell did you just say? You want to pin the fault on us, drag us through the mud? The Achaean suitors aren't your problem, not in any way. Your mother's to blame. She knows plenty of ways to get an edge. For three years, she's been toying with the hearts and Achaean chests, and the fourth year is coming up fast. She raises everyone's hope, she sends messages, making promises to each man, but her mind is bent on other things. "'She came up with this other ruse. "'She set up a huge loom in the hall, very big and fine, and she wove, "'and then she said to us, "'Young men, my suitors, "'since godlike Odysseus is dead, "'even though you are impatient for my wedding, "'wait till I finish this cloth, a shroud for the hero Laertes, from the wicked fate of death which lays men out brings him down. "'Otherwise my weaving will be undone and come to nothing.' And if he who won many things lies without a shroud, some of the Achaean women throughout the region might resent me. That's what she said, and our courageous hearts were persuaded. Then by day she wove a great web, but by night, with torches beside her, she unraveled it. For three years she kept her deception hidden, and she convinced the Achaeans, but when the fourth year came, and the seasons came round, at that exact time one of the women, who knew all about it, told on her, and we discovered her undoing the splendid web. So, even though it was against her will and she was forced, she finished it. And that's what the suitors have to say to you. So all the Achaeans can know about it, and you can get it through your head. Send your mother away. Order her to marry whoever pleases her, and her father tells her to, but if she infuriates the Achaean sons much longer, knowing what Athena has uniquely given her... The skill to make gorgeous works, a noble mind, ingenuity, like nothing we've ever seen before, not even in antiquity. Tiro, Alcmene, Mikene, none of those fair-haired Achaean women of old had brains like Penelope. Though, I've got to say, she didn't think this through at all. As long as that woman holds with this way of thinking, which the gods now put in her head, we'll eat up your possessions and your life." She builds up great glory for herself, but for you, a lot of loss. Because we won't go. Not to our fields, not anywhere else, until she chooses one of the Achaeans to marry. Spirited Telemachus said back to him, Antinous, I can't kick my mother out of the house. She's my mother. My father, whether he's alive or dead, is somewhere on earth. It would be pretty bad for me if I willingly sent my mother back and had to repay everything to Icarios. Her father will give me grief, and my mother, leaving home, will pray to the dreadful harpies, and then a daemon will give me grief, and from men, there'll be a totally justified anger. So I'm not ever going to give her that speech. If you're ashamed of yourselves, then leave my hall. Find other feasts, eat your own food, take turns hosting. But if you think it's better to ruin someone else's life and not pay a thing, go ahead. Eat it up. I'll shout to the immortal gods and pray to Zeus for retribution, and then in this house you'll be destroyed, and you won't be avenged. That's what Telemachus said. Then thunderous Zeus sent two eagles for him from above, darting from the top of a mountain. The two flew for a while on the gusts of the wind, near to each other, wings outstretched. But when they came to the middle of the noisy assembly, they wheeled around and shook their thick feathers, flying right over everyone's head. And as they gazed, a chill went down everyone's spine. Lashing out at each other with their talons at their cheeks and throats, the eagle shot off to the right, through the houses and over the city of men. The assembly was stunned at the sight of the birds, and they wondered in their hearts what it meant was going to happen. Then an old man, the hero Halitherses, who uniquely surpassed those of his age in understanding birds and explaining ominous things, spoke up. He addressed them with good intentions, and he said, Hear me now, Ithacans, listen to what I say. I speak to the suitors, mostly saying these things, for a great calamity rolls toward them. Since Odysseus will not be far away from his loved ones for long, no doubt he's already nearby, planting seeds of murder and doom for all of them. There will be bad things for many others who inhabit beacon-like Ithaca, so before that happens, let's find a way to stop them. Or, and this would certainly be much better for them, they should put an end to it themselves." I'm not an inexperienced prophet, I know what I'm talking about, and I say that everything has happened. Each thing, just like I told him when the Argives went to Ilion and inventive Odysseus went with them. I said that suffering many bad things, and losing all his companions, unrecognisable to everyone, in the twentieth year he'd come home. And all these things will now come to pass. Eurymachus, Polybus' son, said back to him, Old man, go home. Make predictions to your children. It would be terrible if anything bad were to happen to them. I'm much better suited to prophesy about this than you. There are many birds that go back and forth under the bright light of the sun. Not all of them are ominous. Odysseus, though, he's been destroyed. Far away. And how I wish you'd been destroyed with him. Then you wouldn't speak up, predicting so many things, and you wouldn't stir up Telemachus' anger, maybe hoping he might give your house a gift but I'll tell you something, and it'll happen, too. If, knowing as much as you do, and as much about the past as you do, you, with your words, prompt a young man to violence, first off, it'll be more painful for him. At any rate, he won't be able to do anything with your advice. And for you, old man, your heart will hurt paying the penalty we'll put on you. And your pain will be hard. In front of you all, I'll set Telemachus down. He should order his mother to go away to her father's. "'They'll arrange a wedding, and wedding gifts, lots of them, "'tons, as many as is appropriate to go with a beloved daughter. "'I don't think the sons of the Achaeans "'will stop their unbearable courtship before that, "'since we're not afraid of anyone. "'Definitely not Telemachus, though he certainly talks a lot. "'And you, old man, you'll be hated even more. "'We don't care about this prophecy of yours. "'It's not going to happen. "'His possessions will still be criminally eaten.' and it will never be fair so long as she puts off the Achaeans from her marriage. Because of her excellence, we compete every day, and don't go after the other women which would be appropriate for each of us. Spirited Telemachus replied, Eurymachus and all you other illustrious suitors, I'm going to stop appealing to you. I'm not going to talk about these things anymore. They're already known to all gods and men. But come on, give me a fast ship and twenty companions to bring me back and forth on a journey. I'm going to go to Sparta and Sandy Pylos to get information about my long-gone father's return. Perhaps some mortal will tell me, or I might hear a whisper from Zeus, who very often carries news to men. If I should hear of my father's survival and homecoming, even if I'm exhausted, I'll still hold out for a year. I mean it. But if I hear he's dead and is no longer, then I'll return to my dear fatherland. "'Set up a grave marker, perform funeral rites for him, "'many, very many, as is right, "'and I'll give my mother to another man.' "'That's what he said. "'Then he sat down and Mentor stood up. "'He was an irreproachable companion of Odysseus. "'When he left in his ships, Odysseus turned his whole household over to him "'to guard everything firmly, "'and he told them to obey the old man. "'He spoke and addressed them with good intentions.' Hear me now, Ithacans, listen to what I say. Let no sceptered king be kind and gentle in earnest. Don't let him know anything about justice, instead he should be harsh. And do unjust things, since none of the people he ruled remembers godlike Odysseus, and he was kind as a father to them. Truly, I don't begrudge the manly suitors for doing violent things by stitching together evil in their minds. It's their own heads they risk." "'violently devouring the house of Odysseus, who they say won't return any more. "'But now I'm ashamed for the rest of the state, "'how you all sit there in silence and don't speak up in any way "'to rebuke them and rein them in. "'There's only a few of them, and there's many of you.' "'Iuena Leocritos said back to him, "'Mentor, you troublemaker, are you out of your mind?' The hell'd you just say, urging them to stop us? Even with more men, it's dangerous to fight about a feast. Why, even if Ithacan Odysseus himself showed up and really deeply wanted to drive the illustrious suitors who'd been feasting in his home out of his hall, his wife wouldn't get any joy out of his arrival, however much she wanted to. If he tried to fight a greater number of men, the minute he came back, he'd meet with a disgraceful end. You've not spoken very appropriately now, have you? But come on, people, everyone break up and go to their own fields. Mentor and Halitherses have been friends of Telemachus and his father from the start. They'll speed him on his journey. But I think he won't go anywhere for a long time. He'll listen to messages, and he won't ever pull this voyage off. That's what he said, and the assembly quickly broke up. And then they scattered, each to his own house. But the suitors went back to the house of godlike Odysseus. You've been listening to The Odyssey Out Loud, I'm Anna Katarina. You can learn more and listen to new episodes at theodysseyoutloud.com. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash odysseyoutloud. Thank you for listening.